From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 25th of July, 2018. Several raging wildfires through Greece have killed about 80 people as wind-whipped flames swept through the forest land and the suburbs of Athens, prompting scores of victims to flee to the sea via clogged roadways as they desperately tried to outrun the rapidly spreading inferno. People driven to the cliffs were forced to either jump or face the flames, with many injured and immeasurable damage to homes, cars, and other items. The Spanish government has sent two amphibious planes to help battle the blazes. This according to the Associated Press. Spain's Ministry of Agriculture says that each of the two planes, similar to the ones loaned to California each year from Canada, were dispatched early Tuesday and can hoard 5.5 tons of water apiece. They are piloted by members of the country's Air Force. According to UPI News, Yanis Stratokopoulos of the Civil Protection Agency said it is too early to speculate on what caused the fires. Three and a half years ago, Google predicted the day would come when Chrome would warn us all of the security risks of using the prefix HTTP when browsing the internet. That day was Tuesday. And Google's latest web browser version, Chrome 68, now gives new prominence to a broad effort to curtail surveillance, tampering, and security risks on the web by showing a not secure warning for any HTTP website. Instead, Google wants website operators to use HTTPS, which adds encryption to the connection between your browser and the computer hosting a website. This according to CNET, which stated also that HTTPS blocks a number of problems, like third parties injecting ads, getting your browser to run software to mine someone else's cryptocurrency, or sending you to fake websites used to steal your passwords. Now, just to be clear, the not secure warning doesn't indicate that you've been hacked. It just means that you're not as protected if someone tries to do so. No matter the security protocols and safety measures provided, it always pays to be wise and savvy when working online. And while that doesn't necessarily mean not visiting certain sites on public Wi-Fi and the like anymore, it does mean not having too simple of a password or knowing your audience, not only in person, but online. The success of the long-running 1967 TV series The Foresight Saga served as an inspiration to the president of Boston-based WGBH-TV, and he began to explore whether the British Broadcasting Corporation would sell programs to the station for airing in the U.S., programs that until then had been destined only for a British audience. 
This concept progressed rapidly, and after finding an underwriter in the Mobile Corporation, a producer at WGBH, Joan Wilson, bought the U.S. distribution rights for 50 hours of British dramas, for about $1 million per year. Decisions on the format of the show were finalized, and the series premiered on the 10th of January, 1971, with the first episode of The First Churchills as the pilot. The working title for the series had been The Best of the BBC, but was changed before the first broadcast, and Masterpiece Theatre was born. The series was hosted by British-American broadcaster and journalist Alistair Cook until 1992 when Pulitzer Prize-winning author Russell Baker hosted the show until 2004. Airing on the United States public television channels across the nation known as PBS, Masterpiece Theatre introduced much of the nation to original British dramas, such as the famed Upstairs Downstairs, which might be called a forerunner of the Downton Abbey concept. Other shows included The Jewel in the Crown, Poldark, Jeeves and Wooster, House of Cards, the classic UK version, a Town Like Alice, and almost countless others. Upon Joan Wilson's death in 1985, Rebecca Eaton took over production, and while working with the BBC and ITV in the UK, continued to bring rich English drama to US audiences. Perhaps one of the most recognizable signatures of Masterpiece Theatre was the opening credits, which featured a panning scene filled with books, photo frames of movie and series stills, and other literary artifacts, many of which were associated with titles which had been dramatized on the program, all while Jean-Joseph Moret's Fanfare Rondeau played powerfully throughout the intro sequence. In 2008, the word theatre was dropped, and the show, now officially known as Masterpiece, was split into three different sections. Classic, Mystery, and Contemporary. Masterpiece Classic continued the saga of Masterpiece Theatre, albeit with many newer shows and dramas produced more with Masterpiece in mind, notably Downton Abbey, Victoria, and others. What started out as WGBH's Masterpiece Theatre has entertained, educated, and inspired millions of viewers and has become a legacy of its own for bringing often rare and obscure treasures into the light for over 47 years. Today's culture accentuates in the extreme emotions over knowledge. How will it make us feel seems to be our concern far more often than is it true. Sadly, the Christian church has bought into this, encouraging others to go to church not to learn the truths of God's word, but to get an emotional high. Just talk about theology or a biblical critical thinking with others and you can witness the contemporary hostility to knowledge, particularly when it's contrasted with emotionalism. In fact, in countless churches today, biblical truth is not the deciding factor. Rather, 
Will it divide or will it offend make up the decision making as we see evidence of in the Methodist Church, the Lutheran ELCA, the Anglican or Episcopal Churches, and some of the American Baptist denominations? The list is seemingly endless. To ask if certain very clear biblical theological positions are in fact biblically correct is considered unloving and those who take a stand for Christian truth are labeled as divisive. In his book Strength for Today, John MacArthur writes that knowledge is inseparable from moral excellence and Christian growth. It should be obvious that people can't put into practice the truths that they don't know. We must first understand the principles of God's word before we can live them out. In 2 Peter 1, we read that we are to supply moral excellence in our faith, and in our moral excellence, knowledge. Peter knew well the importance of knowledge in developing a stable Christian walk, as did Paul in Ephesians 4. When we as Christian believers are lacking knowledge, we become, as Paul writes, children tossed here and there by waves carried about by every wind of doctrine. The resulting turmoil is not conducive to spiritual growth. The Bible commends childlike faith which is trusting and humble, but the Bible does not condone childish faith. Paul exhorted the Corinthians, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking. In your thinking, be mature. The Bible is the end all of our worldview. The Bible is to be our source of knowledge. And without bowing to excuses or contextually inaccurate and uninformed arguments to the contrary, God's word details exactly how we are to live in principle and action in thought and in relationship. May we, as the Apostle Paul urged in Philippians 1, let our love abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. And may our prayer be that God would help keep our minds focused on Him, not turning aside to other false doctrines or the pressures of a fallen world, and that He would enable us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Press the short and steady anchor Through the floods of unbelief Hopeless somehow, oh my soul now Lift your eyes to Calvary Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.